Hello and welcome to the Pompey Politics Podcast. Blue and yellow till we die. I'm Ian Tiny Morris. And I'm Simon Sainsbury. And welcome to episode six, which today we're calling A Game of Top Trumps, which those of you that are of a certain age will remember back to the early, oh, it would have been 80s, when you had all those interesting cards and you played games against each other and Good Lord, what did we do before the internet happened, Simon? Um, read. More noble pursuits, I suppose. But anyway, let's get into the meat of this week's episode. And uh, it's all happening in Portsmouth this week. We are going to be the centre of a, a media storm, scrum, what would it be? Because we've got the 75th D-Day commemorations taking place in Portsmouth, we've got um, some heads of state coming to coming to Portsmouth actually for um for a big day on the on the fifth. So I'll I'll run through what's um what's happening on the day. Before you get into the the, the, the gunnels mm-hmm. of that, originally I think the, the, the local council um on both sides were were aiming for a more low key affair. So I think there was some, yeah. some stuff reported in the news when the list of heads of state started being reported. You know, what were the views of the of the local elite, and this was reported in the in the evening news as well. That um, the intention was that it would be a more low key, focused on actually the veterans and their families themselves, rather than the focus on the heads of state. Um, which has kind of, has has been a thing that has been taken out of the city's decision as um, as government as the national government have decided to invite Trump along. Um, yeah, and come up early. Basically, everything else is piled up, piled onto that, and that causes a, I don't know, that causes much more people to come. And obviously, we, him being a figure of notoriety. Yes, I think that might be one way of describing it. I think he's he's yes, he's a he's a person that elicits a response from people. Indeed. So we've we've got the once it became a state based affair, mm. effectively the Portsmouth Council's hands. You know, they're effectively asked to sit to one side while security and road closures and screens and where people can and can't go. And on a rather more fortunate note, the entire bill for the whole affair is then picked up by central government. And so it kind of is what it is. So talk us through, Simon, what is it? What's going to go on on Wednesday? The so on on the Wednesday, so for, at approximately 12.45pm, um, there'll be a Royal Naval Frigate will fire a naval gun salute. It's followed by a spectacular flypast of up to 25 historic and modern RAF aircraft, including the Red Arrows and an iconic Spitfire. Which will all be fairly spectacular, and uh, that's all taking place on the seafront. And uh, like the Victorious Festival, there's lots of big screens up at the moment, and uh, I know some people are fairly unhappy they can't get to be there, but realistically with that many heads of state in one place um, there was always going to be an element of security being to the fore mm, I, yeah but it does seem that the security is is a lot heavier because of because of one particular head of state rather than all of the other ones and I guess that segues us nicely into the into the sort of online storm that's been breaking over the last week about well probably the last two or three weeks about protests and yeah, we have a 
There's an online petition that was launched by uh, the chap who organises Stand Up to Racism Portsmouth, a gentleman by the name of Simon McGrorian, that was effectively saying that Trump wasn't welcome in Portsmouth. And that seems to have garnered, at the last time I looked, about 75,000 signatures, which is marvellous, except the vast majority of the people signing the petition have no interest in Portsmouth, are not Portsmouthians. Otherwise, I think that would be about a quarter of the population, and I'm sure that's what they'd like people to believe. Um, but I think... Are you, are you assu- so you're assuming, because of the numbers, that they're not people from Portsmouth? Because we've got no way of knowing for sure. Well, apart from the fact that the for quite a lot of the people that signed it tells you where they live. Oh, OK. So I used that as a, it's not being Portsmouth. OK. Being the, the, the indicator. <laughs> so, so we have this situation where... I, I, for me, is it starting to overshadow the event? And, and I think that's quite interesting because that, that's pretty much the words that um, council leader Gerald Vernon Jackson said, which was that his, you know, what he's quoted as saying in the news was effectively that, to be honest, he'd rather that Trump wasn't coming, although he's the head of state for the United States of America and they're an important ally. And obviously um, they they were one of our allies in, in the Second World War and in D-Day. And today. And, and, well, they're an ally today all the time. They still want to buy the NHS, I guess. Well, you said um, deeply cynical. Um, me? No, cynical? Never. So the, t- the, t- the tone of his response was basically that, which is kind of what you were just saying, which was that the, the really important people of that day are the veterans and their families. It's, it's actually about remembering that sacrifice that thousands of, of young men actually worked together with loads of different countries, went to free Europe from the scourge of fascism. Absolutely. And this is where I have a massive problem with the people who are organising the protests. Okay. Thing one, I am extremely glad the protest is now going to take place in the Guildhall Square, well away from the D-Day arrangements themselves. So that is a good thing. Mm -hmm. But my issue is this. Trump is somebody who lives and is fuelled by the oxygen of publicity. And for me, the people who labour themselves as anti-fascists and standing up against racism have just fanned the very fires of his existence with their, look, 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 Trump's coming to Portsmouth and we think it's bad. I put it to you that once this was a state occasion, he had to be invited. And what are you protesting about? Are you upset that Donald Trump is the democratically elected leader of the USA well if you are brestus firmus to quote the latin unless you voted in that election it's got nothing to do with you are you disappointed that he's a bad person again what what do you expect to happen as a result you are creating a massive diversion away from what should be a day focused on the d-day commemoration What would be the most powerful thing you could do about Donald Trump? And we are guilty of it ourselves in mentioning him in this podcast. If everybody just bloody ignored him and treated him and his twitterings with just the disdain they deserved, then it's not a distraction from the main event. I feel feel similar um, in many ways. I can understand that people will want to... Part of living in a free society is that people will want to free... Um, freely protest um, their dissatisfaction at his presence but I think even they've said themselves that the last thing they want to do is to detract anything away from the focus of the veterans and the last thing they want to do is impede that they just want to I think they've said it now Okay. they did not say it up front 
I think there was the, there were the oh no the protest isn't going to be next to the where the events going on mm. um, that was not part of the original plan I believe that the the council had even started to make provision for a, a, a protest area where people could shout and be unruly now have I, sales of milkshakes gone up across uh, the city exactly that so my hope is you know that, they, that they've finally got some crumb of decency and dignity and step back from that ludicrous plan but I, I just don't understand what they hope to achieve by standing in Guildhall Square everybody there who is attending that protest thinks Trump is a bad person I think Trump's a bad person so do I brilliant and and but, but that's the point of protest, isn't it? Is that you are you are willing to demonstrate that you feel a particular way, and that's all they're doing is by demonstrating. So they're not they're not trying to physically stop him coming here. They're not trying to impede his visit in any way. They're just gathering together in order to say we don't like this man. We don't really want him here. Ah, we see here. In, so I am going to. Ugh, I shall feel dirty. I'm not saying so. I feel the same as them. No, no, but no, I'm, no, no. I'm, just, I'm not saying you do. Just, but, but you're a protester, aren't you? You have in recent months you've recent months taken your 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 good natured, honest arrangement and you have strode about in a protesty way. But you, much for all I think it, we, we won't go there, but for me you're protesting about something but for something. It is a legitimate protest to say we don't like this, we want that. You're referring to me being on successive people's vote marches. No, and I'm not outing you because okay. you've, you've no, confessed no, but, it in public space. No, no, well, it's, it's not a secret. Um, but um, just for the sake of our listener, I think that we should explain it. Oh, yes, yes, yes. yes. <laughs> no, no, that's fine. But, um, but my point is that you are... Protest has to be about change, doesn't it? For me, a protest is about is about you want to change something. And I cannot see what these people want to change other than to just draw attention to themselves being pious about the fact that Trump isn't a particularly nice man. What, what, what is the outcome they're hoping for other than a news reporter photographing them, a group of them, shouting into their echo chamber about, oh, he's orange and he's horrible, he's a misogynist and he's, he's, a, he's a fascist enabler and he's... And they're all going to go, yeah. Well, what is the point? Why didn't you just stay at home or actually get yourself along to the parts of the... the if you've got the afternoon off to go and do that, why don't you go and stand shoulder to shoulder with those people who are showing respect for the people that gave their lives at D-Day? Um, I, I guess probably the flaw in our plan here is that we haven't got someone from who's either going to or organising those that, that event along to, to try and make their case in that regard. Absolutely. But I, I think it's an interesting point that you make about what is the purpose of, of protest. If the purpose of protest is to raise awareness of something, Raising awareness of something is the start of being able to enable change. You look at climate protests. You look at you know look at the history of protests. You look at the, the you know Stonewall riots. You look at the you know the race riots. You look at all of those things. They're about hey we're here. We feel this particular way. We're not being heard. So part of it is about actually grabbing the attention of the media and the public in order to be noticed. And I don't mean that in a narcissistic way 
because if anyone can give anyone any people people advice about narcissistic media grabbing, it would be Donald Trump. Well, and so, and again, you're in a slightly unfair position that for the, the for the purposes of balance and reason, you're attempting to to debate with me um, on on the nature of protest, and I think you've you've, you've square circled your own argument there, which is that tell me who doesn't know about Donald Trump and what he's said and what he's done and I will show you a one-handed clap. The fact is that people know and it's that element of he's going to be in Portsmouth for a couple of days, maybe probably only one day and you know I just well I think I've said all I can say and the reason I, I thought about inviting somebody on but then so far this this podcast has been full of warmth love we've had people from all sides of the political argument and i haven't shouted at any of them i fear that had we have brought on somebody from this ooh, ooh, look at us look at us aren't we being virtue signaling by protesting about donald trump i might just have become less warm cuddly and enthusiastic than well, I. That, that wouldn't be like you at all no no it um but I, i'm sure that like we found with meeting with people across party in our winners and grinners special Yep. that we found that actually people are human people and they're motivated well then they're, they're not going to sit you know they're not going to sit there and say this is all about whatever your impression of that that kind of argument is so I, th- I i think just to just to round up just to close off the point i think maybe the the problem with not protesting because we know that basically donald trump is a moron and that he's a vacillating um, narcissistic person that basically spreads loads of fire and someone should just take his mobile phone away from the guy and stop him tweeting um, and he's he's a, basically he's a wants to blame everyone else for his mistakes but unfortunately lives in a time where we can readily produce video evidence of him saying the thing that he says that he didn't say and in fact that's actually happened today by not protesting the impression that is created is that in, in the absence of opposition is implied consent is implied agreement so by protesting you're communicating that you don't agree it's that down with this sort of thing post from the well but this is where i this is where i struggle uh, because i i think that that there there are many ways that you could have you you could once you've registered your objection mm. online gathering together and being shouty in a square is one form of protest mm-hmm. you know, some people suggested that you know, a form of protest would be to effectively turn your back on him. I, whatever you, I just, just for this one, because let's face it, this is the last major milestone where we're going to have D-Day veterans. Yeah. The hundredth commemoration will be with people who weren't there. Yes. And I think to turn this one into a little bit of a political football distasteful at best no I, I i i don't disagree for me personally the important people there like, like i said before are the veterans it's about their day it's about that sacrifice and actually pausing and looking at our society and looking at how our country is at the minute and actually how our world is at the minute and remembering that sacrifice and those 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 young men that actually went off and to be honest did something that i couldn't do um so um that famous it, saying, lest we forget. Yes, indeed. So, Right, we've, we've covered that one. I shall, did, grab the pack, I shall grab the pack of top trumps and start shuffling. You put the kettle on. <laughs> okay, and we're, yeah. we're going to need a bigger table as we start playing top trumps with the 
12, 13, possibly 15 candidates for the next Tory leadership. There, there are. But before we move on to that segment, what I will just do is finish um, saying some bits about actually what was happening to the, the events that day. So, Marvellous. Go for um, it. So um, the Red Arrows are going to return at 4.15pm um, on the day for a breathtaking display of speed and agility above Southsea Common. Um, and the Royal British Legion's specially chartered ship, the MV Boudicca, um, will set sail from Portsmouth with 300 veterans um, en route to Normandy at, at 6.25pm. Um, hopefully not organised by Chris Grayling. Oh, he's a cheap shot. There'll be key points where people can um, go and um, express their, their well wishes um, as, the, as the veterans actually Which take off. For me, is a lovely gesture yeah. and fantastic that our great city can mm -hmm. be at the heart of that and, and let's hope there are plenty of people that yeah. make that journey and, and wave the guys on their way for what will be a, a very emotional journey no doubt yes uh, and there's a RAF's Battle of Britain Memorial flight will fly over Portsmouth at 7.40pm um, so there's also other things actually on the other days but we won't list them all because um, by the time you listen to this though, it, it might actually be gone indeed. having wanted to ignore Trump we're not going to talk about him now nope. anymore that's it <laughs> So we're back. From outer space. I just walked in to find you here with that sad look. No, we're going in a completely different feminist anthem standpoint there. We shouldn't do that. Uh, in fact, one of the issues that came up this week, wasn't it, in terms of the Tory leadership? Dominic Raab was asked, are you a feminist? And he said, I don't really think so, which perhaps wasn't the right answer. So we'd better clarify that at the time of recording... <laughs> Which which is, um, so here we are on Sunday the 2nd of June at 16 minutes past five. At this moment... There are 13 contenders. Ooh. Yeah, that's not good, is it? That's 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 a coven. That's uh, a baker's dozen, if you will. Uh, yes, so we, we have 13. The most recent um, entrant is, uh, is Sam Jima. So he was the... Um, former universities minister, um, and he's calling for a final say on a Brexit deal. Um, oh, is he? Is he the? So he's the one that's saying that um, if there were a, another referendum, he would vote Remain. Oh, so he's the sort of con Remainer. We'll have to come up with a word for that. Um, um, Honest? No, 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 no. Putting the T and the R into Tory and treacherous, something like that. Um, but we'll. <laughs> So that's his USP. So mm -hmm. he he joins the rest. I guess with thirteen now, that means that we could potentially they, they could play as a rugby league team, although they'd have no substitutes. But um, do we think thirteen is the final number, or is there anybody lurking in the wings still, stroking a white fluffy cat, using the words "Ah, Mister Bond, I've been expecting you." So at the moment, people that have not declared either way are Sir Graham Brady, the former chair of the Backbench 1922 committee. Powerful figure indeed. Mm. Some say the power behind the throne. Yes, the power behind the vote, behind the vote, behind the vote to get rid of Theresa May. Yeah, it could be. Um, Penny Morden, oh, who's, who's our MP in Portsmouth North. Yes, she is. Marvellous she is. Um, Long may it continue. Um, hopefully not. James Brokenshire. Yeah, I'm not sure I can get behind James Brokenshire. Simple reason, surname. Strikes me as a touch too Tolkien. And I think The Lord of the Rings was the worst book ever written in the history of the world, ever. 
So, I, for me, if I was called James Brokenshire, I think I would have changed my name. I think you're just prejudiced against short people with hairy feet. Is he particularly short? No, I've got no idea. I'm just thinking of what hobbits look like. No, well, perhaps. Well, we've decided James Brokenshire. But anyway, those three are not so, in, in Yes, yeah, so they're not declared. And uh, two people that have said that they are they have ruled themselves out are Liz Truss and Amber Rudd. Well, I think Amber Rudd, you know, again, it's like me ruling myself out of a Kylie Minogue impersonation. I can rule myself out. I think natural forces may have played their part and... I never would have been at the races anyway. Well, you should be, you should be so lucky. Indeed. So it, it, it's been an interesting one, I guess. That the the, and I wonder why she's the greatest dancer. I don't know why musical references are coming on to, to me today. Why so many people have thrown their hat into the ring? Is it? Do you think that traditional, you know, when there's a Tory leadership contest, the, the knife fight will break out in earnest, and a bit like the Hunger Games, those that are lurking under a tree or under a bush somewhere might sprint through at the end to claim the prize so um so maybe i mean is it worth us just to remind everybody who the who the existing runners and riders are yeah run run through them okay so um i feel like there should be like some sort of top of the pops pop pickers kind of music yeah we're not going to do that good so um not very so um james cleverly yeah we don't know him he's minor player um, so the former deputy chair of the party, um, he was the undersecretary on the, yeah, but, the department of exiting the EU. But once you get an undersecretary, really, so let's bin him. He's not. He's not getting anywhere near it. Um, so he announced his candidacy um, by saying that the the Conservatives needed to look and sound different. So the next one is um, the person you find under the nearest rock, Michael Gove. Oh, goofy, goofy, goof, goof. Hi, yes. goof, goofs are here. Um, he may well have put down the sharp implement he stabbed um, Boris Johnson in the back with at the end of the 2016 referendum. At least he's a known figure. So He's definitely a known figure. But interestingly, um, the so the Environment Secretary Gove is um, trying to pitch himself as the unity candidate. Yeah, I don't think so. so. Um, I think that's an interesting level of delusion, yep. um, that Michael Gove could unite anybody in anything other than revulsion. But um, I don't really have a view on it. No, I think you do. Right, <laughs> move on. Uh, so uh, Sam Geemer, as we've said, uh, is the former universities minister and is calling for a final say on the Brexit deal as the only way to break the, the parliamentary deadlock. And I think, encouragingly, in a field of 13, against the historic backdrop of the Conservative Party, I think he's our third BAME candidate. So it's nice to see that we have got a diverse mix of people in there at the moment and we are not the traditional middle-aged male and pale that you would have seen in uh, leadership contests gone by so no there's there's no one remotely like norman tebbett no no thank no, god no. Um, so yeah so he's the he's the uh, he's the remain flavored candidate so he, he might go for a few rounds who's next uh, so next is matt hancock yeah again unfortunate in the name department isn't it um sorry his name's not the greatest, is it? If you were going for public office, mm. you wouldn't want a name like Hancock, would you? Um, I don't know. I mean, is it worse or better than, than a name like Sansbury if you're going for public office? Well, Sansbury, whilst it has a faintly supermarket vibe about it, and other supermarkets are available, doesn't have that same winky feel that Hancock has. So I think it's marginally much better. A winky feel? A winky feel. Why does that sound like something deeply inappropriate? As like a Hancock, as it okay. were. Okay, <laughs> right. 
So he's apparently hoping that he gains ground for having the seemingly basic virtues of being apparently competent and broadly similar to a normal human being. Yeah, I don't think he's a bad man. I don't, I don't see him having the charisma to push through. Mark Harper, um, who we both scratched our heads about as to who the hell he was, but he was apparently a former immigration minister and chief whip that was behind the controversial go-home vans um, mm. whilst working under Theresa May as in the Home Office. Um, but he resigned as Immigration Minister in 2014 after it became clear that he had employed a cleaner in his office and that didn't have permission to work in the UK. Well, that's unfortunate. And it's a shame because in my musically rattled mind at the moment, I had his, you know, when he, the ring walk where they approach the microphone to speak, I had him with Ma 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 Mark Harper by Boney M playing in the background, which I think would have been both diverse and inclusive and, and really set him up nicely. But I guess as the chap behind Boney M was in fact a Belgian and he's probably on the Brexit side of things, he wouldn't have chosen that anyway. No, Mark Harper, non-event, move on. Okay, I'm going to pull you back from that little country lane that you went down. <laughs> the musical references are coming thick and fast. Yeah, yeah. I'm only getting about 10% of them. Um, Jeremy Hunt. Um, too too easy to pun his name. It's not happening. Um, well, if he can't remember the nationality of his own wife, but that that is that's not great. No. Um, Saji Javid. Oh, super super Saj super super Saj super super Saj super Saji Javid. Is this an endorsement from? I I think I, I I'm disappointed he's running this time because I think this one is a bit of a poison chalice. I like uh, Mr. Javid. I think he is a he is a good individual. I think he plays sensibly. I think he's got a lot about him. But I don't think he'll make the final two. Okay. Um, a name that, um, unfortunately, we are aware of, Boris Johnson. Let's just move on. Uh, everyone knows what Boris Johnson is. Some people, a lot of people have tipped him to win. For me, in this game, uh, I don't think being as outspoken as he is and with as many foibles and loose cannonisms he'll make it all the way through. Okay, Andrea Ledson. Ooh, no. Cold. Well, She's um, coming on to cold as ice. Um, well, she was on Andrew Marr today with um, with some fantasy politics um, of basically how she felt that she could resolve the Brexit situation, which... Is... Did, didn't see it, didn't resonate with you, I guess. Um, all she was doing was trotting out the same sorts of things that Theresa May has been saying for the last two years, which is that, well, we're, we're going to go back to Europe and we're going to negotiate a, um, a better deal with some sort of mystical solution to the Northern Irish backstop. Um, so, so yada, yada, yada. We don't need a Theresa May 2.0. No. She's... she's... We don't. No. Uh, Kit Malthouse. What a great name. Now, that's the name that I like. I don't think it's... Uh, I... It sounds like someone that should have a guitar and a jumper. I think you could be right. I think he's a, a folk musician waiting mm. to happen. So, uh, he of the Malthouse Compromise, which sounds like an indie band at this point. Mm. So, lots of musical references for Kit Malthouse, but I'm not sure... Is he two? Is he so, two is, division two? To so the Malthouse compromise was a pr proposal drawn up by the backbenchers from Leave and Remain wings of the Tory Party, so trying to um, unite the people that disagreed with each other in the Conservative Party, which ported to to attempt to allow um, Theresa May's withdrawal agreement to go through by having some mystical solution to the backstop. So I think we can say though, Malthouse, if he has managed to pull some sides together, he, he's got to be in it for a few rounds. I think if he's if he's managing to work on both sides of the hmm. dreaded B word. Yeah. The, the concern, though, for me is that the theme is that the solutions to the biggest pressing issue of the day 
most of these people are selling false solutions. Well, this is, a, again, it will disappear down that wormhole again, which is that, and maybe this is the, we have to do the next episode. I, I uh, second votes, regret referendums, uh, new compromises, new deals with the EU, uh, uh, general elections being a rational person and actually making a decision a new decision based on new information i get all of those so estimate vein yeah. uh, the former working pension secretary who quit last year after may's brexit plans um launched her own in-party campaign yeah group. principled i guess in that she was the first one to actually say no i'm not going with this um but again for me just comes across a bit so she, she also has a policy, apparently, to um, a promise to deliver a strong Brexit, whatever the hell that is. Is that like a red, white and blue Brexit or a Brexit that means Brexit or a Brexit that means... It's, I don't know. It's all of the above. Um, and, um, but she has other ideas, such as diverting much of the foreign aid budget to schools and police. And again, that will play well with the, the, the leadership. I think she's I think she's one that, that will go a few rounds. So I'm seeing her down to at least the quarterfinals, perhaps losing in the semis a penalty shot going for the Daily Mail readership um, Dominic Raab ah oh, the dark lord himself so yeah Raab very clever man astute uh, he's he's in the final mix he was one of my I think he's the one that will make the ballot paper so the clever man that didn't realise how important to cross channel trade the Dover Calais yeah, crossing was you get, and again you're going <laughs> to snipe at them all aren't you so let's face it well, it's obviously not that bloody clever if you can't look at a map well of course of course <laughs> so, at this point, if we were going down the Lib Dem runners and riders, we would have run out because we haven't got that many people. But well, you know, um, no. But we'll have a we'll, we actually have a um, a selection list of uh, competent people that actually will be difficult to choose from because they're actually equally good. Yeah, yes, yes. Um, so the last, yes, they the are last on the um, on the this is the runners and riders the add-ons list of it's more like the backing singers at the Phantom of the Opera um, is Rory Stewart. Rory the Tory. Yeah, Stewart. Now. Interesting because for me he's the he is the one who he's come out of the blocks early. Mm -hmm. um, his performance on Question Time is pretty well received, even by you know from folk outside the party. And he looks like the candidate that that from a populist standpoint uh, looked to have made early ground. But I think this is where this this piece around the Hunger Games nature of the Conservative leadership race goes is that you know he, he, he's been well received and then he was allegedly taking a selfie or waving his arm about pretending to take a selfie video somebody else was filming him and he got called out and he said yeah fair play and then um, the, I mean the, he was also on TV at one point where he he spouted a stat that he'd literally made up and got yeah, called out on that and had to, had to walk that back so. but he did but it's that element of and this is where I struggle with it a bit so yeah, he said eighty percent of the people I know aren't, which obviously isn't true in his made. But it it really do we want people who just make know, things up? No, no. We see, that's how you. So would you? He was rather one of those scripted, media polished, whatever they're asked, they just trot out the same old polished. No, but, but there's there's a difference between telling the truth competently and lying. Yeah, but there's a this this is weird. and similar to the selfie. 
Oh, he's being dishonest with the electorate. Well, I, I, oh, I, yeah, I stop I, it. I, not be funny. That that's not going to stop traffic for me. I'm not. I'm not that bothered about whether the guy's really holding his iPhone or not. I'm not. I don't. I don't get too monkeys about that. Interestingly enough, though, he has. He is getting a lot of airtime in the last couple of days. Yep. Um, and he has been um, visiting different places in the country and um, and speaking to people. And he was on Question Time on Thursday, and he spoke quite well. I thought about what are the true decisions facing the country and making a case for why no deal isn't the answer that it appears to be. It isn't the, oh, let's just get it done and over with because that will be the end of it. We won't hear about it again, answer that it, that it purports to be. So I think that is a good narrative to have. Um, obviously, with my slightly biased, I think we, we actually need a um, another vote in order to be able to decide what actually happens now based on what's happened over the last three years. He, he's also one of one of the people in the in the list that is purporting to be able to go and get a different arrangement from the EU, and and that won't happen. There isn't unless the red lines change and we go for something off the shelf. I don't think there's any chance to that because there and, isn't time. And I think that's where when we you know and again we'll probably do this in a bit more detail. We have to at some point we do have to work through. And because there aren't that many now possible outcomes, and what does that mean? So, in terms of that list, I called Rab and Stuart as my final two to make the ballot paper for the um, the the members to have a vote on. I think Sajid will be there uh, for a good long while. I think Estimate Bay will be there, and I could see that first round. It's going to be very interesting because I think if there are only two or three strong front runners I think you'll probably see half the field wrap their hand in and back somebody else after round one there might well be that and, in, and I, I listen and I forget what the podcast was It, um, but I listened to a, yeah, I do listen to other podcasts as well where where um, Rory Stewart was actually on it and he, t- and he talked about kind of the, the logic of that and, and that might be how some people are approaching this of once you start narrowing the field a bit, it's about where do people who who do people throw their support behind when they decide to duck out of the race or when they're ruled out of the race. Well, it's very much like the Hunger Games, isn't it? Um, start the Hunger Games, you know, when all the contestants go in and the horn sounds. Usually, in the first ten minutes, about a third of the field ends up dead. Um, but the Houses of Parliament aren't like spinning really, really fast. No, no, but... Um, and there isn't any poison mist coming down. No. Um, oh, if it was the Hunger Games... Don't give people ideas. Oh, no, but if it was... Mm. Of that list, who do we think... Who are we... Who are we who's Katniss? I, well, I think... Well, I'm not sure... Who's, we'll, we'll take Katniss out, because... That, that, but Rory Stewart, he's a military man, isn't he? He can yes. kill you with his bare hands. I think James Brokenshaw might be... I think there's a few... There's a few... There's a few, and they, the, the few, Tories seem to like ex-military. They like people. a train killer in there. Oh, maybe. Well, yeah, because they keep knifing their leaders in the back. Well, they like train killers. It's absolutely. Well, rather than just waiting for them to die of old age, like it's the liberal way. But anyway, we've we've. Well, we've, that, we've, that's, oh, that's not at all ageist, is it? You, no, no, you, you no. Know, Vince stepped into the breach when Tim Tim stepped down. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, no, um, he's done. He's done but, a great job. But what? Tory party, Tory party leadership elections or leadership contests seem to repeatedly return the person that keeps to the shadows is the unknown candidate. So who is your unknown stuntman in amongst that I list? Don't, I, if, you were, if you were looking at a... I have looking, a feeling that it's someone that hasn't declared yet. Oh. oh which, which of the three? You don't think... You don't think Mordaunt is going to sneak through, do you? I, 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 You're not ruling it out? I don't see that as impossible. 
with the massive caveats of course being she might decide not to run um, and I know nothing of Tory, Tory leadership elections um, other than they keep you know so the people the people that basically are instrumental in overthrowing the existing leader or making the existing leader's um, position untenable don't do mo- well let's be fair the person who made the current leader's position untenable was in fact the current leader the current leader so, yes, yes yes so we'll, we'll pause on that so we will we, we'll keep you because I mean this goes on for weeks now this is like uh, this is a but we'll, we'll keep your breast stuff but remember this is uh, whilst we're happy to ramble on about anything if there are requests and there are topics either locally or nationally you'd like us to cover then you can get in touch with us by liking our Facebook page or you can send us an email at pompeypoliticspodcast.gmail.com so I've been Ian Morris and I've been Simon Sansbury. Pompey Politics Podcast Blue and yellow till we die. And we're not dead yet. No.